0: This is NFL.com's Coach's Show Podcast.
1: Forty men together can't lose. 30. This is why you lift all them weights. Everybody's driving out there. Nobody's talking. And now we're going. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam.
0: Welcome to Coach's Show Podcast. I'm Brian Billick, and joining me is special co-host Warren Sapp to break down week five in the NFL. Is Tony Romo really to blame for the Cowboys' loss? And we give our take on Josh Freeman's move to Minneapolis, plus the challenges of coaching and playing for a winless team early in the season. The Coaches Show podcast starts now. And we've got a special one for you today, folks, because normally Steve Mariucci and I would go back and forth from a coach's perspective. But I'm excited about we got some real issues going on right now. I want to talk about from a coach's perspective, but then from my best player, I think you qualify as my best player. Thank you. I like that. Let's start with obviously a great game between the Denver Broncos and and the Dallas Cowboys and Dallas can feel very good about what they did. But obviously, they got Romo eyes, so to speak. He had a great day, 500 yards throwing, five touchdowns. But he did throw an interception at the end of the day. Let's start with, uh, let's say you're DeMarcus Ware. Now, I know you just gave up 52 points. so You don't have a lot of room to talk necessarily. North. But you're, you, you gotta, he's got to be your guy too, Tony Romo, right? I mean, this is the quarterback we're going forward with. How do you help? Your team, the fans, the media, get off your quarterback, Tony Romo, after what was a record day but still a turnover that cost you the game.
1: I step out as a defensive leader and as the best player on the team, as you're saying, and I say, it's on us as a defense. Fellas, we had 48 points from my quarterback, 500 yards, five touchdowns, and that was Peyton Manning on the other side of the field. You give me 48 points, I'm going to win not one, two football games. you got to be kidding me. As a Dallas defender, where was the pass rush? Peyton Manning was clean all day long. And Romo made play after play after play. I want to see this defense step up because – they're the real reason the Cowboys lost this game, not Tony Romo.
0: Yeah, and it just at the heart of it, because we'll talk about this with some other players as well. But the history is clearly there. You now you you've changed defensive coordinators, Rob Ryan, who's doing pretty good now. Norris down yeah, yeah. there. You got Monty Kiffin coming in, and you start out pretty good. And obviously, every you know, Peyton Manning's made everybody look bad. I, I understand that, but that dynamic between you've seen it before, where a quarterback. Is playing a guy like Peyton Manning, and even though I'm not facing him, you know, literally. I, I know i got to keep up with him yes. because I know I'm going to put my defense in a tough spot. So now I push just a little too hard. I go too long. And, and really, at the end of the day, that interception, maybe he shouldn't have thrown it. Maybe he should have dropped the ball down. Looked like he had the open hole, and that offensive line betrayed him a little bit.
1: The, the ball actually got tipped. He got stepped on. Oh, definitely he got stepped on. But I'm going to go back to the defense, Coach. Yeah. My quarterback, my offense, my team gives me 48 points. That's enough to win three football games. If you're playing buck ball like me, and you know it. Right. so. That's just the way you have to look at it as a defender. We didn't rush Peyton Manning. It's me, Hatcher, the rest of the guys on the defensive line. We have to. He was missing his left tackle. Did it look like he was missing his left tackle? No. And DeMarcus Ware is a premier rusher in this league, and he has to put it on himself because they didn't run the ball, Denver. They threw it. And when they throw on it, you have to have a pass rush.
0: You know, when, when you're around uh, uh, the New Orleans Saints, who are playing pretty good mm-hmm. right now, and when they had it going and when they won the Super Bowl, their defensive mentality under Greg Williams was, we don't care about the stats. We mm-hmm. don't care how many yards we give up. Because we had that kind of level of productivity offensive, I'm just going to get you the ball, get back. The ball back. Now, I'll live with the fact that you know, if you turn the ball over, don't worry about it, we'll cover you. And, but don't you worry if we give up some yards. As long as I put you on a couple short fields a year,
1: or I should say a couple short fields a game, make it easier for you to score, then we're okay with one one That's a beautiful combination, but you can't expect Peyton Manning to throw you interceptions. So you got to get off on third down with a pass rush, and DeMarcus Ware and company didn't provide a pass rush, and the Cowboys suffered all now, day Now, let me
0: ask you this. Okay, we're in a different game, and you're playing lights out. And you're holding a good team down to just field goals. And we're going to be in one of those 17, 14 (laughs) games. You know, we're going to be in one of those 10 to to, or or 20 to to 17 Mm -hmm. games. Now I'm Tony Romo, and I'm doing my part, but now I'm turning the ball over. Or I'm, uh, okay, I'm maybe not throwing up five touchdowns, but now I'm a little loose with the ball. You're going to come over and talk to me and say, hey, man, look, we got control of this thing. You don't
1: need to do that. Oh, yeah, i got to go right to you and say, Hold it down, big boy. We'll give you a short field. We'll give you something. Just don't put us in a position where now you lose the game for us. Punt, play defense, hold it tight to the vest, and we'll give you a short field where we can go out and you drive it a little ways and we kick a field gonna win the game. There's always a way to pull your quarterback back whenever you're the monster on your defense. you got to go to him and say, hey, big boy, I'm with you. I'm going to get you the ball back. Just don't put yourself or our team in a position where we can lose right, this game. I'm
0: going gonna, I'm gonna to transition it now into a tougher scenario for you. Oh. A couple quarterbacks have been struggling. Matt Schaub in, ten, in, in Houston. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning, I just did that game against Philadelphia Eagles. Had him a couple weeks ago. And it's not just Eli, but a lot of it is Eli. I mean, there's a lot of things going on around him and revamped offensive line. Uh, they can't run the ball worth a darn. But now let's talk about those guys because now it's not like they're playing lights out. They're your guys. There's no one else you can go with. No. There's no one coming in on a white <laughs> horse. Matt Schaub with what five or four or five pick sixes now? Four in a row. Uh, you know, and, and, and Eli with the three interceptions. They actually were playing pretty good. Now the game was kind of got away from them, and that's when the interception sure. showed up. Let's talk about that dynamic. You're you're. You're in, in uh, you're J Watt in Houston, oh. and you know I'm your guy now. You know, and, and coach's got to support him, and you got to support him now. You may have some questions about him, but you got to support him. And then Jason Tuck, or Justin Tuck, Eli Manning got two oh. Super Bowls because this guy back here. Talk about that mindset as my
1: best player defensively on a guy that's just really struggling. I'm gonna start in New York. Because what Justin Tuck did was just out of the ordinary, talking about punching somebody in the right, mouth. So don't, what don't you do is, out. what you do is you go with your O line and your D-line because that's what the big boys are. And you look at each other and say, O line, D-line, we have to do a better job. We must put pressure on the quarterback. Y'all got to get our run game going. Give Eli time to get the ball out to Akeem Nix, Victor Cruz, so we can go up and down the field and score. Because Eli is all we have. That's why we have the two championship rings. That's why we sit in the glory that we sit in eating like kings with Subway commercials, New Era commercials. (laughs) is because of Eli. So, fellas, y'all protect Eli, and we'll drag the rest of us with our rush. With JPP, me, and the rest of us, Kiwanuka, and the rest of the boys. That's where you start first. You got to look within when you're talking about the trenches because you know, like I know, it always starts up front. If you can dominate the line of scrimmage, you win football games in this league. And now over to J.J. Watt with Matt Shaw. Whew. That's a tough one. That's a real tough one because turnover, sacks, and they usually come in bunches. So when you, 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 it's about confidence. So what I would do is I'd walk over to him and say, hold on. We had the Seattle game. You just got to go, you got to get away from that play. You got to get away from the play because sometimes you just got to eat the ball. And we punt and play defense because we're good enough to hold it down. You cannot make mistakes to where they're scoring without me being on the football field. They must go through me and this defense. And if you do anything else other than get him on the ground if you throw the pick, get him on the ground and allow us to get on the field because the difference between seven and three is huge in a football game.
0: Do you have to? A lot of times, a quarterback will talk about a quarterback that tries to do too much because they're not holding up maybe they're going up and down the field they're not Hmm. very good defensively so I got to force the ball in a little bit with me where I wouldn't want to normally because I know we have to come up with points. It flips the other way, does it not? When you've got a quarterback that's struggling, do you press yourself, take some chances you wouldn't normally take to get a turnover? Because, you know, if we don't put them on a short field,
1: there's no way we're going to win. No. No way you come outside the confines of your defense and break the integrity of your defense as a safety player or a front-line player. If you got contained, hold contained. If you have the flat, get the flat. Whenever you think about doing somebody else's job or doing a little extra, that's when the ball finds your hole and all of a sudden everybody's looking at you like, wait a minute, you're the big dog. we can't worry about you not being where you're supposed to be. So that's the biggest struggle. Whenever you're struggling on offense to defense, you don't want to press. You want to stay within your framework or your game plan and keep the integrity of your defense and make them earn everything because we know some offenses will come out and just – Monk it up themselves. They just can't drive 12 plays. Yeah,
0: let me ask you this. This just occurred to me as well in thinking about it, because I've been on all sides of it, obviously, in terms of being a head coach, being the play caller as the head coach, being the coordinator, the offense, defense. And, you know, we, we were pretty good on defense and struggled on offense for all the time I was in Baltimore. Did okay sometimes, not okay at others. But... If you've got a head coach like Gary Kubiak, who is also the primary play caller, yes, so that relationship with his quarterback is different than is a Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. And we, I, all know, I know that coaches sometimes, particularly the quarterback, you treat them a little bit different. You told me the other day it was great. White gloves. The great. White gloves. So there's three people you don't you mess don't with. Don't bother. Quarterback my
1: coach, my quarterback, and my and kicker. The kicker, you right? You it.
0: don't want to get in that No, head. no. But now, as a defensive guy, and you're playing good defense, But you think maybe your coach, because he's the play caller, because they're as one, he's protecting him a little too much. He's not being as honest. You know, he needs to push him a little bit more. Talk about that dynamic where you think he's being coddled a little
1: bit. You know what? It's okay to call the quarterback because you never get in a playoff or a practice situation where you want to attack your quarterback and bring his confidence down. You want his confidence high. You want him to be able to read the coverages, throw the ball, do whatever. But as a player, you gotta be, a, you gotta have a relationship with your quarterback, especially when you're the best player on the opposite side of the ball. You gotta be able to go to your quarterback. I remember Brad Johnson that one time came up to me and say, "Get me that ball back." And I said, "Oh, my quarterback is ready now. I got it." You know, you you want to develop a relationship that's beyond the coach and player because that's a fine line. Be, defensive player and offensive player, you can normally say something to him, jab and sting. You know, just get him out of that framework that is all bad. That. It can get good real fast, and you just got to find a way to bring him out of that funk. But it's tough when you're talking about four straight wins. If
0: I'm Gary Kubiak, when I'm in a team meeting and I'm talking about the things oh. we need to, do you need to see me get on Matt Schaub a little bit, though? Yeah, I need you, you to be blunt. To see, I need you to be
1: bluntly honest with him in front of the team. Right. If you don't want to do that, then take him in the back, because we all understand that you handle quarterbacks differently. But when we're in front of the team and you have the eye in the sky up, you have to tell the truth. And even when you've got a guy like Eli Manning, because we'll come back to
0: Eli, and he's got two Super Bowls in his back pocket. That's all well and good. But by the same token, not that Tom Coughlin wouldn't hold him accountable, but if you had a guy like Eli Manning who had some tough things going on around him, that it's not always Eli, and he had a couple things that were tipped, and the offensive line is in transition, uh, do you feel the need to call out a guy like that? Not that Eli would have to be that guy, but would there ever be a circumstance where you'd feel the need to call out your quarterback?
1: tough it's tough coach because that's the centerpiece of your team and if his confidence and his ego is delicate and it's fragile and it shatters that goes your football team and then you're who you over to tyler jonathan and whoever else is the backup in new york so you don't want to do that in that situation but if you're in front of your team and you're going through your coaching and you're teaching you know that's what coaches are they are teachers. it's okay to tell your student that's an F. <laughs> that's right. If you don't right. tell him it's an right. F, right. he won't know. Because from the F, we got nowhere to go but up from there.
0: Let's flip it to a different guy. Uh, and I've got the game this week between Carolina at, Min- at Minnesota. Cam Newton, obviously unbelievable talent. When you look at this guy and you sit down with him, you kind of go, that's what a quarterback should look like. <laughs> I mean, he's got everything you'd ever want in a quarterback. <laughs> the athleticism, the arms, a smart kid. You know, he's just got that natural charisma. And – and he's been on a team where he's learned the tough way, which his first year, that was fine with me. Throw it 50 times, mm-hmm. let this guy learn. He's got all the abilities, but the wins haven't come in any Mm-mm. way, shape, or form. Mm-mm. Talk to me now if you're on the defensive side. They've traded away John Beeson. Luke keekley Now, he's a young, he's a yeah, young yeah. player, so probably not a fair analysis. But if you're on the defensive side and you've got a Cam Newton that's got all this ability, the ball's up and the, down the field, but he's pressing a little bit now. He had three interceptions the yes, other day. He did. And it may not, maybe if he felt like, I've got to make something happen here. Eli manning has been out a long time. Matt Schaub's been a long time. You've got a young guy in Cam Newton. How does that change it?
1: Greg Hardy or Johnson, the two defensive ends, who I consider okay, the hogs the, the up front. Right. Because Keekly's a young guy, but he's a, a damn good linebacker in right. this league. You lead the well, league. Mature beyond his Hey, You lead the league in tackles as a rookie. You are checked off on my list as a good football player. So what did you do then? I have to go to the O-line and D-line again, Coach, right. because the run game is what's missing in Carolina. And without the run game, you're talking about a quarterback who in the last two years, there's only three running backs who have more rush touchdowns than him. So there's something wrong within the confines of this team that our quarterback, who's a monster, I call him the Purple Unicorn because he's unique and special and he's (laughs) one of a kind. That's exactly what I call him. But to have that kind of talent and not find something opposite Steve Smith, because that's the same problem down in Houston when you talk about Shaw. It's DeAndre Hopkins now. is opposite of Andre Johnson. And now you want to be able to find guys that you can spread the ball around. I think that some, some of that falls on Carolina. It really falls on Carolina that they don't have the weapons around, and he's pretty much their primary runner, especially with D'Angelo and the Jonathan Stewart guy. You have to find a run game to be able to now play action pass. Steve Smith over the top of somebody? Come on, one-on-one? That's what you want. And Carolina's missing, missing their run game in the mix of their right. D- offensive plan every of week.
0: When I had him a couple of weeks ago, and I was very impressed sitting with Cam because he recognized we talked about, the way he handled himself after the games oh, last year, the post-game news conferences, and he was embarrassed by that. And, and whoever was advising him recognized that. They got to him and recognized. Matt Schaub kind of tried to duck the press a little bit. Now, eventually he did do some Ooh. interviews. But if you see this with a quarterback, because you, you know you got to stand up and take your medicine at the oh. end of the game, good, bad, or indifferent. You get way more credit than you deserve and more blame than you deserve. So as the- But that's got to concern you if you see your quarterback
1: doing that, right? If because him- there's something wrong with his confidence and his fabric inside of him now that I have this type of performance. I had one for four straight weeks, and I don't want to step to the forefront and say, it's on me. It's on me. I played bad today. I cost my team a ball game. I cost my team a ball game a week ago and the week before that and the week before that. I must play better to get this team where we want to go. And that's all you want as a player is acknowledgement because admittance is the first step to recovery. And if you won't admit that you are the problem, then Houston, we got a real problem. Right. Would you ever, if you saw
0: that and, and believed in your heart that a change needed to be made, would you ever go to the head coach in confidence and say, Coach, tell you what, you've got to do what you think is best, but boy, you got to explain to me why we're sticking with this guy or that guy.
1: I love that we have captains in this league now. We had a 6 member captain committee I do that before I be an individual I'd go to my teammates and my other captains and see how they felt about it because once you go to the head coach it's pretty much no return from that point when you turn your back on your quarterback cuz you know the three people I don't bother right. with on my That's football right. team That's my right. coach my quarterback and my kicker but once you make that decision it has to be something from a consensus of your football team that this guy gives us a better chance than that guy
0: and would you uh, – I find it fascinating. I've always put the number at about 30%. percent you got to have 30% of your team at least being those guys – that really get it. They're they're, they're your gatekeepers. They're the one that's the messages going yes. through. They've had the contracts. They they're all about the ring. Yes, sir. And I had some great guys in our Super Bowl run. You guys, those veteran guys that could do old, Henry men. <laughs> when you yeah, when you have if 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 you had some issues like that, and one of the one of your defensive guys maybe was chipping away a little bit, maybe that subtle comment after the game to the media, would you call him in and say, "Hey, we can't be doing that"? Oh no, know. no, we don't. I do don't that. disagree with you. Oh no, no, don't be doing we don't We
1: don't do no self-inflicted wounds. That's the worst kind of wound. You have in a locker room is self inflicted, or we don't believe in the guy who's leading our football team. We will not do that. We will not break ranks and come out like that. No way, no how. Yeah. It's, you know,
0: (laughs) let's move on. This one, one, I'm really interested in this one because we're reaching a point in the season, regrettably, where you got some 0 for teams. Whether it's the 0 for 5 New York Giants, you're talking about the 0 4 uh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and and the only reason they didn't lose again is because they're playing on a bye. Uh, Same with Tampa Bay, they're 0 4. And and this is obviously a tough dynamic. And I, what I want to talk about is, obviously that's tough on players, it's tough on coaches. Mm-hmm. But you've got coaches in different positions to deal with that. Let's talk about, okay, I'm Tom Coughlin, and you're Justin Tuck, let's say, and we're sitting here at 0-5. Now, we both know... I'm not going anywhere as the head coach. Tom Coughlin's got two Super Bowl (laughs) trophies in his back pocket. So even though there might be some people chipping in, we know at the end of the year I'm still going to be there. Mm -hmm. That's a different environment than, say, what's going in Tampa with a Greg Shiano, where there could be some questions what's going on. You could even look at it in a Jacksonville. That you could say, well, yeah, it's a first-year coach. He's still looking for his first win. Well, they fired the guy the year before That was in his one first year. year. Yes. So let's talk about the difference between, okay, how are we going to deal with this? We're 0-5, but you know I'm not going anywhere. I'm Tom Coughlin, and we're going to
1: still be together here next year. I have to follow your lead because I know who my head man is, and I know what he is. And I know how he comes to work every day. So you do what your head man is. Come in consistently, and you go with the task at hand. This is our task at hand this week. One opponent, one one play, one at a time. You you know exactly what it is. Short week on the road. We understand as a veteran-laden ball club, we understand what this is. Let's go out and get our first win, fellas, and then we get 10 days to the next opponent. If I'm down in Tampa, I'm questioning this whole thing because it's a mafia style. I know Glennon is not the quarterback that Josh Freeman is. There's no question about it. The film tells me this. Practice tells me this. Even my quarterback demeanor tells me this. If you wouldn't let Josh throw the ball at the end of the game, why is Glennon throwing the ball at the end of the game? So now it's quite – why is Reva standing eight yards off Fitzgerald running a slant route and nobody's there? Touchdown. Are you kidding me? Let's lock up our number one corner who we're paying $16 million and then we rotate the coverage. There has to be a plan because when you're my way or the highway, you must win now because guys don't believe in your way when you're losing. And you lose the way they lost the first two weeks – they gave away those football games. Whenever you're giving away football games, that means your style needs to change. And then I go, what was the third one? Oh, was, uh, we're talking about Jacksonville. I mean, oh. my gosh. In his first year, rookie Put, coach no, no, in no. his first year. Look out for self. See <laughs> why yeah. in Jacksonville. Cover your butt. Because if you don't cover your butt, you might not have a job. they they, they ready to clean that whole thing out in Jacksonville. So
0: You know, we I, I always, as a coach, you're always trying to tap into what does my team need for me? How do I create that focus? And it was always – just your 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 wish you get on bended knee every night as a coach and say just let me play games that matter in December mm-hmm. as long as we're playing games that matter in December whether it turns out well or not I can hold the attention of my team that energy's there and okay if I get to the end of the year and I got one or two games I got to push you through oh. being a professional to finish this off because we're out of it okay we can make that happen it's tough enough it's November we're in October <laughs> we got 10 11 more games and I'm not saying I'm not it's not my place to say the New York Giants are done but how do I, as a coach, how do I tap in? And we're, we agreed, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. How do we tap into 11 more weeks, man? We got. How do we stay professional? How do we keep our preparation? That Do I crack a whip? Do I back off a little bit? Do I get, you know, huggy, warmy, feely, hey, we're in this together? Or do I put, yeah, How do you approach that? How do you want
1: me to approach that as your coach? Coach, I'm going to say it for you. They're done. And there's no approach that will work because Justin Tuck's got a subway commercial. Akeem Nix has got his New Era commercial, and the rest of them, Eliza Manning, and Re- they're all looking at their rings. <gasps> yeah. There's nothing you can tell me that—do you all's pack? Do you all's pack? Because as NFL players, we don't want to talk about looking ahead on the schedule, but you look at the situation you're in, and you see that schedule in front of you, and you know that's a very daunting task to get on the roll. If it's a four-month, I understand. Four or five weeks, we write the ship— Four or five weeks, we just at 500. <laughs> and now what are we going to do for the next four or five weeks? you talk talking about two months and a half of some of the most miserable, grueling football you can possibly play. And they've been playing must-win games for the last three weeks and got zero wins. Right. They're done.
0: Well, what if I'm at this point? This was always an interesting one to me. And I'm, I'm lucky, I guess, because of the time I spent as a head coach. I was never in a situation where we were
1: out of it to that degree that early. I was 1-7 one, one time.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> How do you? Okay, you're that veteran player. And and you got a lot of years left, but you're not at the end. But you can see it. You know there's only so many snaps left for mm-hmm. you. And I'm at that point where okay, we're going to find out some, about some of these young guys. At the end of the year, we well, our task right now. Ooh. Yeah, we want to win games. But we got to find out. We got to know who's going to be on this bus mm. going into next year. So I'm going to start throwing in some of these young guys. How do you sign off on that, standing next to a bunch of guys? Are you going to put your body on the line being around a bunch of this? friendly fire stuff going around
1: that's the worst situation that you can get in when you no longer striving for a playoff you are no longer striving for anything now you're talking about rebuilding and that's the worst word you can use in the nfl locker room because now everybody's jobs up because every we can get we can find somebody else to play your position we can find somebody to play fullback everybody's jobs up maybe except the quarterback because you normally leave him alone right that's a horrible place to be in because now you're looking over your shoulder like when is it my turn? Because nobody's safe in that environment. Right. And then and how does it
0: change if if the same environment now where you're not sure I'm going to be there at the end of the year?
1: That there's serious doubt about that? Then you go to thinking about career ending, you know, the next job, the next check. You go to thinking about everything that doesn't have to do with football or winning a football game, and you're gone. You're all done.
0: Right, all right, let me I'm gonna flip this cause we've been this is this is a lot of negative talk, but we're focusing <laughs> on that. Let me flip that now. And I always said the, the the one of the toughest tasks as a coach is the same thing that causes you concerns as as a f- 0 and 5 team is actually the same thing as a 5 and 0 team what's going to change what's going to distract my players now on an 0 and 5 team i know what it is it's the negativity it's what's going on on a 5 and 0 team I'm worried about, okay, are we feeling a little too good about ourselves? Are we ourselves? reading our home press clip? Oh, clipping. yeah. And do I'm, we, looking, do we feeling ourselves? Am, I'm looking around for, okay, what am I going to go off on today? The locker room got to find something. Messy. you got to
1: find something. The tapes aren't anything, coming off. Anything. The, the way you park your cars in the parking right, lot. Right. Anything to, to knock them around and say, hey, you're not as good as you are. Keep on the focus on the task at hand because, fellas, it's a long season. And if something goes wrong, we get a little chink in his armor. It can go for two, three weeks, so don't let your guard down.
0: Yeah, and then that constant preparation. And you're all on board. That's oh. one of the things, because whatever I tell you to do, you're going to do. Oh, that's how it goes? And, and, and it may be transparent that I'm going off about, because I think the locker room's too messy. You're not busting your tray in the cafeteria.
1: You kind of go, okay, we get it. He's just trying to make sure that we— Oh, he nitpicking. Right, right. And we realize that as a team, but when you nitpick, you throw a bone, and your guys will realize it for you. You know what I'm saying? One of them bowling trips or something silly. Oh, my God, we love those things. <laughs>
0: Three teams that are top of the pyramid right now. Uh, We're talking about Denver, Kansas City, and Seattle. Mm -hmm. And the reason I bring them up is this. Because you and I have Super Bowl rings. Because we were at a time. We won ours in 2000. New England won theirs with Brady where they played good defense, ran the ball. And Brady was a young one. You did it with my man Brad Johnson. I had Brad in Minnesota. But you were playing great defense. Bull wasn't going to turn the ball over. You were running the ball really (laughs) good. We have Super Bowl rings in that environment. We both agree that... That era is gone now because we were a lack of quarterback players. Dead that time. and
1: buried, coach. It's gone because right now there's an Autobahn built from the top of the numbers to the top of the numbers, and the middle of the field is open, and it's just a skill run down the field, throw the ball down the middle, throw it up. It's wide open. There's no more defense will win championships right. defense right. do not win championships defense gives you a chance and your hundred million dollar quarterback and those high power receivers will win it for you that's why we keep right. quarterbacks fourth quarter and overtime game winning drives and we keep that records i have no idea what my record is i do not but i know i have one championship
0: <laughs> the reason i brought up kansas city and seattle and i left out new orleans because in new orleans we have Drew Brees, and we know how capable he is. Sure. In Denver, we've got Peyton Manning. We know what that's about. In KC, we have the dreaded game manager in Alex Smith. And I wouldn't put Russell Wilson in that category mm-hmm. yet, but he still has a little bit to prove. Oh, yeah. And Pete Carroll, won't, we're going to play good defense. We're going to run the ball. We're going to get yeah. enough plays out of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's, I'll put it to you directly. Based on what you see in Kansas City, you're sitting here at 5-0. you got to love what they're doing. Yeah. But doesn't that concern you about Kansas City, that he, they're built more along what you and I are familiar with? Can Alex Smith take them indeed, be that guy to make the difference?
1: It's going to come a time this year, Coach. When some defense going to get in the box, stop that run game, and the game is going to be on Alex Smith's shoulders. Because that has never changed as far as the M.O. or the game plan. As far as I'm concerned, as a defender that's played 13 years in his league and won championships, that's the game plan versus Alex Smith. Take away that run game, dump the game on his shoulders, and see if he can throw it and win it. Because they call him a game manager and put him on a pitch count for a reason. Yeah, You, you had Rob Ryan, and you know what a job he's doing <laughs> yes, down
0: in, in New Orleans. and Really, with the same guys. Cameron Jordan inside is pretty good. He's really, really the almost
1: dominant Junior guy. Junior Yeah. Junior Gallette and Cameron Jordan right now have half their sack numbers. And whenever you... Have Drew Brees lighting it up on that side and you rushing the quarterback, you're going to win some games. So tell me, and of course I had Rex for all those years, Ooh. so I, think I know, I know where that comes from. They're co- twins. Sure, they, exactly they're right ready.
0: But tell, talk to people about, and again, I'm the head coach in that instance, and certainly I'm overseeing it. Sean Payton's doing that. But he brought in Rob Ryan from Attitude. And let's remember now, Rob was on the street for a while. Yes. he He thought, you know, I'm going to get hired right away. He sat and sat and sat, which I think was a little bit – Uh, of an eye-opener for him. Humbly. But Sean Payton said, I need that personality to come in. Talk about the personality, how that shows up in the
1: meeting rooms and (sighs) on practice. Rob Ryan is one of those football nuts, coach. One of those football, you know, historians. He'll tell you your high school, your high school stats. He will have you believing you're the best thing since sliced bread or cotton candy. He'll have confidence in you because I'm going to design a defense. I, I call Vilma and say, Vilma, what's going on, but You don't want to play in a 3-4. That's why you left New York. Rob going to reduce it down. That's what Rob used to do with me at Oakland. Reduce it down so I can come up with a linebacker. It becomes a four-man front with that three technique. He reducing it down, keeping Vilma free. It's a beautiful thing to when you conform your defense to the talent of your players. Yeah. And that's what he did for us in Oakland we was number three defense and the number one pass defense. I, I
0: love to hear when coaching makes a difference. Oh, yeah, it, it does. does. It does.
1: Final thing I want to talk to you about.
0: Um, and, again, I have the Carolina-Minnesota at game. Unique situation. They've signed the Josh Freeman saga goes on. and He's now in Minnesota. And, I'm, again, I want to ask, as a coach, I know I'm going to stand up there and I'm going to support my quarterback, just like uh, Greg Schiano says, hey, Josh Freeman's my quarterback. And the next day, boom, that changes. It's Leslie Frazier says, <laughs> Christian Ponder's my quarterback. Okay. And he's, I got to go with Matt Cowell. These are my guys. Boom, you sign a Josh Freeman. Again, I want to talk about from a player's standpoint. I want to know as a coach, clearly, this is that we gave the guy $3 million. He's going to be our quarterback. How do I approach you as a team if I want to buy some time? How do I say, guys, I want you to support Christian or Matt? We're going to go with him for a week, but it's going to be Josh Freeman eventually. How, how do I not, I guess what I'm asking is, how do they not start Josh Freeman?
1: I, more than anything, you don't want to put a quarterback out there that will look like he's unprepared. And that's that because defenses gear up every week to attack the quarterback. And if you have one that's not real versed with your play checks or your playbook, it puts him in a situation where he has a limited playbook and he really limited his ability to go out and make plays. But as a football player and a team, I'm looking at Christian Pond and then I'm looking at Josh Freeman and I'm going, that's the better player right there, Coach. Yeah. It, you see it, but... I'm going to give you seven days as my head man to get this thing right because we went all the way to the playoffs with Christian Ponder and all we had was Adrian Peterson at the backfield. So one week ain't as bad as a 16-week
0: whole season. Yeah, that's a tough one to put. And then what happens if, okay, I'm going to do that and I got you in, Christian, and he actually plays pretty good.
1: That's okay. Uh, okay, gave, so, gave, so we're going to dance this dance no, no. again I, for a week again? I think that goes into your corner now yeah. because you're the player <laughs> calling the head, the head coach. That's why I stay on my and side and hunt the quarterback Sunday afternoon. That's my job. You've got to make the decision who we're starting and who we're not starting. Yeah,
0: I, I just don't know that, that particularly the way the Vikings are built, and, and we talked about it uh, off air, that if indeed Christian Ponder couldn't go, and let's say Matt Castle couldn't go, and you signed Josh Freeman, you'd put him in. You'd <laughs> say, look, here's the condensed game yeah, plan. Go. Turn around and give it to 28. Play action fake and do what you do well, which is see what you throw and throw it down the field. Well, if that's what I would have had to do because circumstances dictate it, why do I do that right
1: now? But circumstances don't dictate it, Coach. And you don't want to put a quarterback out there that it kills Josh's confidence. Because right. then where are you? Yeah, with you, you kill Josh's confidence. You kill your offensive coordinator's confidence. And that defense goes, why'd they put him in the game? You put us in a position where now we couldn't even have a chance to win the game, which Castle and Ponder will give him a chance. Final
0: thing, because we could do this forever. It's fascinating yeah. to me. Because you always hear about, and I, I, I've always known it, believed it. Players know. Players know. When they see a they, they go, this on. guy's better. That guy's the better. The eye in the sky will never lie, coach. But sometimes you have a team, a defensive side, that's maybe divided. Let's say you've got, you've got a defensive side, and you've got some of your guys, your veteran guys, not about yeah. the rookies, because they're like children. They should, should shut
1: oh, up Oh, you pick your quarterback speak. if you have two quarterbacks.
0: But let's say there's some that think Castle's the guy and some guy that thinks Ponder's the guy. How does that? How
1: does that affect you as a team? How does that affect you as a defense? You know what? If you, that, if you have two quarterbacks, you yeah, have no, no quarterbacks. quarterback. Exactly, coach, because you're splitting hairs with, I, I, I like I like Ponder, I like Castle. Wait a minute, but now I'm gonna convince you why Castle is better than Ponder, and you are gonna convince me why Ponder it, it just it's the worst situation because now you've asked your players to pick the quarterback that they want. And if you don't have that quarterback start, they're mad and they're happy. Yeah. Now you got a half of a locker room you got nothing.
0: Well, this, we got to do this when Mooch comes back. Oh, yeah, put you, it right you, here. You yeah, can straighten us out. It's always, again, get- we really appreciate Warren filling in for us. It's always, we, we talk about all things NFL, all things coaching, to get that player, coach perspective. He can play from anytime he wants because he just said, he's not going to next with me or my quarterback oh, or kicker. my kicker. That's, That's a-, a good thing to have. Thanks for downloading the Coach's Show podcast. You can always go to iTunes to check us out. Make sure you come back with us next week.